Well, hey everyone, and welcome to episode number 24 of this little series that we're doing. Well, it's getting to be a bigger series than a little series. This is Your Questions, God's Questions, and we have answered 23 of your questions so far. And uh, today I thought we would do one of God's, and he has many questions for us. I often find that it is uh, very unfair uh, sometimes we, you know, we we ask God these questions, and many of the questions that we ask God uh, really have to challenge, have to do with challenging His existence, His fairness, His justice, and these kinds of things. And often I find that if we really look at the questions and we're really honest, sometimes wow, we can be really unfair uh, to God. And uh, but he can take our questions and and oftentimes he gives us answers in the Bible or sometimes just in common common sense or even uh, the revelation of creation or something like that. And we can answer a answer a particular question. But um, he has many, many questions of us and many more of us than we have of him. So I thought that today we would start with the very first question that God asks in the Bible. And it is found in the book of Genesis and Genesis chapter 3. And this is after uh, what is called the fall, uh, where Adam and Eve eat from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which they were forbidden to eat from. And they ate from it. And uh, we talked a little bit about this last week, uh, as there were some questions that came up uh, as a result of the message from two Sundays ago. So uh, Genesis chapter 3 and verse uh, verse 8, then the man and his wife, this is after they've eaten the fruit and after they realize that they are naked and after they sew fig leaves together to cover themselves, then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Now this is in anthropomorphic terms, right? God doesn't have a physical body. Uh, he doesn't walk around like you and I walk around, but these are being used, these terms are being used in ways that we can understand, and the personal relationship that God had with Adam, and that Adam had with God, that Eve had with God, and that God had with Eve. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden, as if you can hide from an omnipresent being. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? And that's the first question. Where are you? And then there's a series of questions that follow this because Adam answers back and then, you know, he says, I, I, I heard you. I was afraid because I was naked and so I hid. And then God asks, well, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree? And uh, what is this you have done? And so he God keeps asking these questions, but the foundation, the first one is, where are you? And that is a question that echoes through the halls of time, even right up till today. Where are you? It's like God is saying that to humanity today. Where are you? When you don't know where you are, you're lost. Uh, and it's interesting to watch people when they're lost. You know, there's an old joke that if it's a man who's lost, he's never going to ask for directions. 
if a woman who if it's a woman who's lost, she's going to ask for directions, but the man won't, and that's kind of an old stereotypical joke. But when we when we don't know where we are, we're lost, and oftentimes we're lost and we don't even know that we're lost. And this question that God is asking to this first couple, where are you? He is stating a, a, a reality at the same time. And when he continues with this, with these questions, who told you that you were naked? Well, he knows who told them they were naked. He, he knows what has happened, but he's, he's getting them to confess it and to admit what has happened, you see. And when he says, where are you? There is uh, an inference being made that they are no longer where they should be. Now they are hiding from God, whereas before their relationship with God was open, was transparent. Their relationship with each other was open and transparent. And you see the man blaming the woman right away uh, after the fall. So now they're lost and now they, they're, they're not even sure that they're lost, at, at, at least in terms of their relationship with God. It's just everything is coming, crashing down on them right away. It's just like, a, like an avalanche of problems because of their sin. And the same very thing is true today. Our sin has caused us to be lost. We often use this term when we talk about the difference between being a follower of Jesus and not. We sometimes say, we were lost. Uh, I once was lost, but now I'm found. The, the, the great hymn, Amazing Grace, was blind, but now I see. That sense of lostness, I don't know where I am. And that's the reality of the human condition today. And sin has created that human condition of lostness. And um, it's even worse that most of us don't even know that we're lost. Most of us don't have any cognizance that uh, our biggest problem is li- in life is that we are out of fellowship with God. It's not that we have a worldwide pandemic. It's not that we may have, um, as a result of that, all kinds of, of secondary problems like job loss and it's not that uh, we have uh, uh, broken families. It's not that we have uh, whatever you want to pick, systemic racism. Those are all results of the fact that we are out of fellowship with God by nature. That we are by nature, as Paul said to the Ephesians, objects of wrath. We are by nature lost, as Adam and Eve were. Now, the good news is that, as the hymn writer said, we can be found again, and we can be found through a personal relationship with God that happens through Jesus. And his resurrection from the dead guarantees us that we can have restored fellowship with God. We can be redeemed uh, through what Jesus did on the cross. And that was an atonement for our sins. That was, that was the moment, that was the event that we can reach out to and say, Jesus, forgive me for my sin and come into my life and uh, find me because I'm lost. And we can have a restored 
fellowship with God where our sins are no longer in power over us. And now we have a new way of living in freedom from sin and in life with God. And that's a total different experience. That's why we call it, that's why Jesus called it being born again by the Spirit of God. It totally transforms a person's life from the inside out. So it's a very, very provocative question. Where are you? And I believe God is asking us that question even today as we survey the condition of this world and all that is going on. It's like God is shouting, where are you? Where are you? And uh, my prayer is that you, on the other side of this camera, maybe you're listening to this uh, through uh, uh, Podbean or whatever, iTunes, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, either you're listening or you're watching, my prayer is that you'll reach out to God and find Him, for He's not very far uh, from every one of us, as as Paul said uh, to the uh, the people in Athens. So uh, I hope that's an encouragement to you. I hope you're, hope you're learning. hope you're enjoying uh, this podcast. And if you want to share with other people, I challenge you to do that. There's tons of information on the Internet these days. And, uh, boy, we need a clear, a clear uh, uh, explanation uh, of, of what Christianity means today and how the Bible speaks to us today. So uh, until we meet again tomorrow... Uh, we'll take a, take a look at more of your questions, God's questions. Until then, God bless you.